Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome into the Jayhawk Talk podcast. I am Kevin. Joined with me as always is Andrew. Andrew, it is Final Four Eve. First of all, Merry Final Four Eve to you. Merry Final Four Eve to you. There should be a children's book uh, about Final Four Eve. There's all these different KU children's books. I have a Mario Chalmers children's <laughs> book. I have the new Brian Haney children's book. You and I should write the Final Four Eve children's like book. Uh, I think we may have done this like a long time ago. This I remember feels like a this. bit we've done. Twas the I night think before. We, I think <laughs> we have done before. this. <laughs> I feel like we've done this. I, so anyway, we are here on... Twitter spaces as well as recording this podcast. So this may sound a little weird. I'm current because because I broke my microphone stand, I'm currently holding my microphone and I'm also holding my phone up for the tw- I do. So I'm holding two things up. I need to get like a like a big microphone stand like I'm Mike Shashevsky being interviewed by every <laughs> every media outlet known to man uh this past week. But Kevin, uh this is kind of just a time we're recording this Friday night. We're doing this Twitter spaces Friday night. I, I was telling you this earlier. This is like we're we're both lawyers here. This is like the night before the bar exam and that if you're still studying for the bar exam the night before the bar exam you're going to fail so what we've done this and maybe you told me you were studying the night before yeah i was <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> I but did if, pass no, you did pass so what i'm trying to get at is like we we know the matchup here we know the coaches we know the storylines we know the betting lines we know you know uh about how they're going to try to replace Moore's minutes. Like we know, we know all that. We're not going to dwell on that. This is a night to just kind of relax, settle in, get ready for this basketball game tomorrow and not have to worry about all this other stuff that we've spent all week doing. Now this, this is fan stuff. This is not like we're the basketball team preparing for this, but this is important stuff, Kevin. Yeah. uh, Listen, I, I think I've done enough Villanova research that I could be in on the scout. <laughs> like I think, I think me and Jeremy case could have sat next to each other and talked this through a little bit. And I would, I would feel pretty comfortable at least that would add something to the conversation. Now I'm not here to say that I know anything close to those guys in in X's and O's, but listen, I'd be able to, I'd be able to give them some stats. <laughs> I'd be yeah. Able to so I, I imagine you being in that room, like, Hey, Hey, Jeremy, Hey, 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 Jeremy. Did you know that Villanova shoots a lot of free throws? Hey, hey, Jeremy. Hey, hey, Jeremy. Did you know they're they're pretty good at free throws? Hey, 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 Jeremy. J- Jeremy, did you know that Colin Gillespie posts up? Like, I I think you could provide some good information. Listen, yeah, someone's got to do that. It's just more of a reminder, I think, than anything. Uh, kind of like the Texas Tech game. They got the guy that walks around with the with the sign. That says no back doors, no lobs. Yeah. Uh, and, and, <laughs> during timeouts, that would be my role. I would just like walk around with the with the sign that says, you know, hey, look, they uh, they they like to pump fake. <laughs> no pump fake. <laughs> Keep stay on your feet. That would be that would my be role. a good uh, Halloween costume. 
next year. The guy that just just walk around <laughs> with that sign of the tech, just tech walk, jumpsuit. Just just awesome. walk around campus, walk or, or whatever you could do. <laughs> suburban Overland Park, just walking around. No back doors. <laughs> <laughs> no lobs. No back doors. No lobs. No back doors. Just walking around, <laughs> trick or treating. That actually is pretty good. Well, look, uh, we could talk a little bit about Villanova because I think that's okay. Uh, there there may be some people in here who have not obsessively listen to every single thing and obsessively read every single piece. Um, you know, I, I bet it's a minority. <laughs> I think, I think, if, I think most people probably have is particularly for tuning into this. And there's um, been some good stuff this week too. Yeah. Everyone's on their game. I look, that's a great point. Everyone that's down in, uh, d- down at, at the, the stadium doing the behind the scenes stuff is just been killer. Like the KU basketball, social media, like department, they, they stepped it up this week. they everything that they've done has been stellar. Uh, and that's been really cool. All the behind the scenes stuff. And then everyone who's covering the team, I think has done some really good stuff. And obviously this week being a whole week and a lot of availability of the coach and team and players and, and, you know, everything else, you get a lot of material. So it kind of makes your job a little easier and and frankly fun. You're going to get all sorts of storylines out of this. And, and we are to the point that people are writing pieces like, I didn't have to call anyone out, but it's like, well, Mitch Lightfoot, you know, he has two degrees. He's been here too long. Like that, that seems like, <laughs> I think we're to that point in the story. I liked like, that Mitch piece. That I was did a good too. Mitch I piece. did too. But my point is like, now it's time for basketball. <laughs> like, I think, I think we've got to the point that now we need right. to see the ball roll out. The bar exam is tomorrow. We need to take the bar exam. We're studied up. Everybody's everybody knows about no lobs, no back doors. Everybody knows about Colin Gillespie posting up. Like we know all this. So let's just go out there and play the game. Uh, so just to catch everybody up here. So we've put out a lot of stuff this week. We have two podcasts so far. We had the playlist come out. You had the song come out. I hope everyone enjoyed the song. Remy diggity. As I think the name that we, we, we landed on. Yeah. Uh, and it just w- one more time, big ups to Kevin on putting Remy diggity, Remy diggity together. Certainly an anthem um, for, well, at least Remy, <laughs> but, but the rest of this run as well. I mean, I think it's, it's fun. Listen, it's a fun thing to participate in. So kudos to you on that. Uh, we had the radio show up this week and now we're just chilling here on Friday night, uh, getting ready for this game tomorrow. What else have you done this week, Kevin, that you want to share with everybody? That's that's this is, this is a week that's different than in every other week. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you just mentioned all the stuff that we have put out uh, that took time. That took some effort. So have I been working diligently every hour this week? Uh, you know, not maybe the same as normal. Have I been really, really, really closely paying very, very close attention to my family this week? Maybe a little less than normal. I'll admit all of that. Uh but I think that we've got excuses this week. I think this is this is a, one of those rare times that you can you can get away with some of that. So what have I been doing? I've mostly been doing KU stuff and reading yeah. KU stuff. <laughs> and then I do have a couple little things. There is a, I'll show you this uh, this wristband. See this thing? It's all worn uh-huh. down. Yeah. So my looks family. like you were either at a strip club or went to the hospital. <laughs> it's like a really torn up like paper one of those wristbands you know that you get somewhere and they like have to tear off the like the little 
plastic or little little paper piece and they the sticker and they stick it on. Yeah. You. It's kind of hard to get off. I can see you on Zoom, so this is perfect Twitter Spaces content. Yeah, but I'm, I'm explaining it to the people. Listen. Yeah. So anyway, it's blue. I got this on Sunday uh, morning, and uh, it was at my 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 daughter's first swimming lesson. She's two years old, and they they said, "Hey, it's your first time here. You got to wear a wristband so everyone knows you're new." I'm like, "All right, cool." Well, I forgot to take the wristband off, and then we won the game. And then I got you know to that evening, and I'm like, "I don't think I can take this wristband off." And my, my wife's like, take the wristband off. I'm like, I don't think I can. And she's like, it's going to fall off in the shower this week anyway. I know what you're doing. You're going to try to keep it on until next Saturday. I'm like, yeah, I think I am. And my son's been trying to rip it off. And everyone's been trying to rip it off. But look, it is still there, Andrew. And if we win tomorrow, I'm trying to keep this thing on until Monday. It is disgusting. But I'm keeping it up. That has been my one little weird superstition this week. It makes no sense. But we won the game. So I didn't want to change anything. I had to shower. I had to change my clothes. One thing I didn't have to change was my wristband, Andrew. That's I my hope, sacrifice. I hope you're putting a plastic bag over your hand to, no, to save it in the shower. Like, I hope you're taking it that serious. <laughs> I did. Like, like it's some sort of medical thing, like medical bandage that you're protecting from the shower. <laughs> like, that would be taking it it's to the It's looking limit. rough. Like It does I, look pretty rough. I had long sleeves it, on most of the week, and my I had... Short sleeves on today, and my wife saw it again for like the first time in three days. She's like, "Oh my god, like what are you doing?" <laughs> it's like I got to make a sacrifice. Okay, so what we do. You, you brought up family. Um, I, I want to talk about something that we didn't get to talk about on the radio show on Wednesday, but we had it in our notes in our rundown to talk about. We didn't do it, and that's Eric Church. Oh man. Okay, so and. We talked about it beforehand. We had this whole thing, and then just, you know, time got away from us. We talked to Rex Walters. We talked to John Fanta from the Big East. Uh, we had to talk about your song a couple times. So we, we just didn't get to talk about Eric Church. So Eric Church is a country music guy, I guess, right? I'm not a big country guy. Yeah. It, but yeah. like, or, or it was, okay, so country, but is he like new new school country, like rock and roll country? Or is yeah, he like, like George Strait? I, Listen, I'm not I'm not the guy here either, but yeah, he's kind of he's not George Strait. It's more kind of people out in the audience are like, oh my god, what are they trying to do? But yeah. he's 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 kind of he's definitely new country, but he's got a lot of kind of soul rock kind of feel too. Okay. Well, he canceled a concert in San Antonio on Saturday because he wanted to watch the North Carolina Tar Heels. He's a huge North Carolina Tar Heels fan. Number one, I'll say he went to Appalachia State, so it's not like I'm going to be incredibly sympathetic, but I will defend him in that if you, it's like, and this is where I'm getting back to family here is that if you marry into a, a Jayhawk fan fans, family, if you marry a Jayhawk fan, like there is a social contract that is understood from the beginning that the Jayhawks are going to be an important part of this relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think for the most part, the spouses of Jayhawk fans either directly understand that or come to understand that indirectly. It's, it <laughs> becomes pretty clear and it's, it's, it's about, you know, communication in the relationship. If you are a country music star who has a relationship with a, with a basketball team, I think you need to make that clear to your fandom. So they are more understanding <laughs> when that time comes, because I think, I think this is a failure in communication of Failed the relationship. Yeah. And so he needed to be clear. 
like when you purchase that ticket for April 2nd, like if North Carolina is in the final four, you've got to have an implicit understanding <laughs> that you may not be able to go to that because North Carolina might be in the final four. Like they're, 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 that has to be known. And he has to make that clear. Listen. So first of all, his fans are called the church choir. So oh let's, God, let's so make sure I, we get this right. <laughs> uh, I know this because my 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 wife and her uh, mother are in the church choir. I've heard uh, this before. They, they're preaching to the uh, choir. They're preaching to the choir, and they knew about this actually. I think before I did because they whatever something about Eric Church funneled up or they texted each other, and I found out about it sort of organically. And I was like, Hey, did you hear? about this Eric church thing. And she's like, yeah, he's getting destroyed. And I'm like, not by me. Not I by me. I, I was like it. every college basketball fan out there's like, dude, totally. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. Like to- uh, completely understand. But literally everyone else on the planet was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so college basketball Twitter, like that was the only subset of people on the planet who were like, dude, yeah, you gotta do you, you gotta, I mean, yeah, I get it. Just, Totally I get understand. it. The only thing he went to Appalachian <laughs> State, so it's like I don't I have a whatever. Little, I'm not. I have a little less. That. Whatever. But you know, I get it. I I I completely understand. And this is. It, I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, yep, okay. I get. Yeah, I get Church it. Choir. I did hear tonight. My wife informed me that he is offering a free concert to anyone who bought a ticket. So I'm sure. I'm not sure that's free. Uh, maybe they refunded the tickets, and he's offering a free concert. He is doing it right by the fans. So yeah. the church choir made their opinion known and he is paying back the church choir. Also a feature of a college basketball fanatic. You waste a bunch of money because of your stupid decisions. <laughs> so you make the decision to cancel that concert and it's going to cost you, you know, you know, a significant portion of your income. Uh, yeah. Totally understand that too. That's part of the deal. That's part of being a part of this, this culture. And, you know, kudos to him uh, on both decisions. Like that's, that's what has to happen. It's the right thing uh, to do. Probably so, should know. have offered that when he canceled, but that's okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm still not mad. I wish he wouldn't have. I wish he wouldn't have offered the free concert. I think you just got to own it. Look, yeah, he's this got, is what we do this got, time of year. Got to own it. And, and you know, yeah, he, it's not like he's hiding from it. It's not like he, he could have pretended to be sick. He yeah. could have said that there was some kind of, uh, family emergency. He could have like made all these excuses. No, he was honest with you, church choir. But I think he wanted to go. I think he wanted to go yeah. to the game. So <laughs> that'd have been a little bit of a Ferris Bueller situation there. <laughs> Just hanging out, uh, hanging out at the game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Might get on TV. And you know yeah. what? He probably he got his name in the media for like a day and a half. Like it was, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was great. Good publicity. Yeah, I mean, I'm more likely to be a fan now than I was before. <laughs> you might be among a very small subset of people that would would be that way, but you know what? I'm there too. I yeah. I've been to a concert. I've been to two Eric Church concerts. I like him more today than I did a week ago. There you go. So, there you go. The other thing I wanted to talk about that we touched on in uh, on the radio show is this cocktail that I'm going to make. This is Oh, yeah, tell this me about co- this. this cocktail proves we are a team of destiny it proves we are a team of destiny there's a cocktail called the view carré which is the it means old square in uh french which the old square is the old name for the french quarter so this is a new orleans cocktail okay mm. 
It's a New Orleans-based cocktail that was developed in New Orleans in the 1930s. Kind of became like the signature drink, other than maybe the Sazerac uh, of New Orleans. And I just want to read you the ingredients here because I got a feeling I know what one of them is. Yeah, I you, you're you're gonna figure it out. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna start out with one that doesn't matter. Sweet vermouth. We're gonna go three four ounces of sweet vermouth. Whatever. Sweet vermouth Whatever. just adds a little something to it. But here are the important ones. Three four ounces of rye whiskey. So Jay Rieger just released the Rock Chalk Rye, which I've got two bottles of. So we already have one KU connection in this cocktail. The next ingredient is three-fourths of ounce of Remy Martin cognac. Mm. And then we have some Benedict and, and then two, two bitters. Uh, but you have a New Orleans cocktail with rock chalk rye whiskey and Remy Martin. The, the, okay, one thing is just fun. Two things is kind of a coincidence. Three things is a team of destiny. It is a team of destiny. That's a great cocktail. Say the name again. View Carré. So it's yeah, a French name, Carre. but it means old square. It's just a playoff of a kind of a Manhattan-y thing. But I may uh, join you on this journey. So you've got just V-I-E-U-X space C-A-R-R-E. Old square, View Carré, New Orleans cocktail. This is this is kismet. This is <laughs> these are the things we want to talk about instead of uh, uh, Colin Gillespie's post offense. These these are the things you talk about on the Friday night before the Final Four, Kevin. I, so I'm interested. I have almost all of the ingredients already. What are the two ver, uh, the two uh, bitters? Okay, so this it's either Peixos or pimento. So that's your kind of like New Orleans aspect, yeah. just like a funky bitter. And then uh, your regular Angostura. So okay. just put some, put whatever bitters you have in there and call it good. You don't, <laughs> go, don't, don't go hunting for it, <laughs> but right. you, uh, if you don't have Benedictine, just use some like funky liqueur, something sweet. Got it. Or I'm, maraschino. I'm into this. I'm very, very much at maraschino, but otherwise you just the Remy Martin and the sweet vermouth and then just figure out the rest. Like that's, there you go. That's what, that's what we need to drink tomorrow. Okay. Well, the people here heard it. We have the official cocktail of the 2022 final four run for the Kansas Jayhawks. We've got the official song of the 2022 final four run of the Kansas Jayhawks. Rammy, Rammy. We got, we got just an insane week of content from everybody out there. Like not just us, like everyone's bringing, bringing up the, uh, bringing the bar up. And I appreciate, I appreciate everybody doing that. Cause it's made this week go just a tiny itty bitty bit faster, just a tiny bit faster. Uh, Andrew, there were a couple things. If you, if you want to, I did just pull up our, our rundown from the, from the radio show. A couple of things we also didn't touch on. If we, if we want to talk about things that aren't really quite the game, but sort of interesting, we didn't talk about the NBA draft stock thing. I think this could be an interesting conversation and you could tie this into, um, into, you know, a little bit of legacy too. So we got probably three guys who theoretically could be involved in a, in a 2022 draft Ochai, uh, who has not played well. Uh, remember, except for maybe a half here and there, and really frankly has not played well in some time, at least from a shooting perspective, he's impacted the game in other ways, 
but you look at the elite skill set that you want to draft in the uh in the lottery has he shown that over the past two months you know the way that people thought maybe he was very consistently able to do early on probably not is he still in the top you know 14 picks probably but it would be probably good for him i don't know maybe not maybe it doesn't matter but uh it seems like the mocks have been dropping him a little bit. And my, my hypothesis on that is it's, I wouldn't say he's been exposed as sort of a one sort of single, uh, single track sort of offensive player, uh, you know, spot up shooter and rhythm shooter and not necessarily able to go create his own shot. But is that necessary? Is that an unfair characterization from what we've seen to say that he's sort of a little bit more of that than maybe we thought. I mean, he was very aggressive early in the season, getting to the rim less. So of late uh, most of the, sh- the, the ways he gets to the rim are off sets or back doors or things like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. What do you think he needs to prove? Well, I don't think he needs to go out there with the intention of doing a certain thing to improve his draft stock. I think if he goes, if he goes, I mean, I know, but if he goes out there and, and shows he's a winner shows, he's aggressive, that's going to go a long way. Like if he could figure out a way to lead this team, uh, not necessarily like lead them in points, but like be the leader of this team um, over these two games, assuming we we're going to just, we're going to win tomorrow, but like, you know, show that he's the, the best player on a championship team. That's going to go a long way. Uh, you know, he doesn't need to go out there and try to reinvent himself in terms of like being a, a, a ball hawk and, you know, hunting his shot c- constantly. He needs to go out there and play his game uh, and, and show and show how he has improved this year. Cause we saw that for 95% of this season, it's dropped off a little bit. Not that we're not winning, but I think he just got to kind of get back to who he was and show that who he was is real. Uh, and, you know, the mocks have dropped him a little bit. And that's kind of just like a, you know, what have you done for me lately type of thing. But I think it'll all come out in a wash in the end because they'll have to go Probably. through so many workouts yeah, and so many things. And, you know, but like if you, like, uh, you know, uh, am I going to draft this guy based off his first half performance against Miami or am I going to draft this guy based off this overall evaluation? And maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe we should take the NBA component of this completely out of it and just talk about the game itself. Legacy, legacy wise. Like, himself. He's, Here's you know, my thing. Uh, just real quick. And then you talk legacy. I, I think that there is some some little thing in the back of his head that tells him that everyone's telling him, you got to be more aggressive. You got to be more aggressive. And the thing that I've seen from him when he feels like he's being more aggressive, which, by the way, he could be aggressive in other areas. Rebounding the ball has been really solid. Defensively, you know, blocking shots in the last few games. I mean, he's he can impact the game a, a thousand different ways by being aggressive. But being aggressive offensively to me with him means – searching for his shot. And it just seems like he's settling like aggressively shooting 18 footers instead of, you know, like doing what he was doing early in the season, ducking his shoulder and getting past somebody. And I know that that's, you know, whatever, maybe teams have just adjusted to him and you know, my dumb basketball eyes don't see what he was doing earlier, but it feels like the be aggressive, be aggressive thing on offense means take a screen and shoot an 18 footer. And I don't love that for him. I mean, he's good at it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'd love to see him just find a way to 
to harness that energy for good in a way that gets gets him going downhill just a little bit more. And he doesn't take charges like other guys do. Like he usually doesn't. Now, that's that's the thing that I mean, CB takes a lot of or gets a lot of charges. You know, Wando gets a ton of charges yeah. when he's going well, downhill. Wando well, like, doesn't because he's athletic. He can move around him. He can jump stop. He can do different things. He just needs to do it. Back to the legacy thing. And we'll, we'll close out the conversation on him on, on, on the legacy thing. Like this, he, his performance in the next two games, game or two games really has the opportunity for him to be like when they write the chapter on KU basketball, like will, will he will write the book on KU basketball? Will he be a chapter or will he be what the book is about? Like he has a chance to really, if, if they win the title, I mean, it's all wrapped up in him. Like you look back at that 08 team, like, you know, a lot of it's on Mario and Mario is, you know, become otherworldly now. He has the chance to become otherworldly without having to hit a last second shot. He has the chance to be, you know, a first team All-American who has every award here and led his team to a national title. That rarely happens. Like this rarely happens for KU and rarely happens generally. This he has a chance to be, you know, the main character of KU basketball, and it's, you know, or one of the main five characters in KU basketball over the course of its 125 year career or 25 year existence. Yeah, and the the best part about that is we just spent five minutes saying for two months he's not been great or himself. He's been, and this is all relative. Of course, he's been good, uh, but from compared to the first month and a half of the season, but none of that matters. If he goes out and, and scores 22 points and, and 24 points in the next two games, assuming we have two games like that, does not nothing else matters. The fact that we're here and he's played poorly for him is frankly, like he should be ecstatic. Like all the pressure's off. Like, look, the, your team stepped up around you when you didn't have it. Now go out. Now, now you've got this opportunity and you're exactly right. He can, we can be spoken in the same breath as Danny. He can be spoken in the same breath as as you know, some of these guys who, I mean, frankly, it's, it's, it's Danny and Mario for a reason. It's because they got rings. Yep. Wilt's up there because he's Wilt, but really you can put your face with those four guys. Crazy. There's other guys, you know, who, you know, you can go back to Lavelle. You can go back to some of these other guys. It's really going to be those four. If, if he wins a ring. No, tell me this. Let's say he plays. Okay. But Remy goes mm. out and scores 25 <laughs> and Rampy because we talk about Mario uh, in this breath, but Mario wasn't a, you know, he was Naismith. good. He wasn't a Naismith finalist. He wasn't the top four guys in the, in the country. He was a guy that was good. He was, I think pretty sure he was big 12 first team. He was not, I don't think he was in the breath of the player of the year in the big 12. I'm mixing my years, but I don't think so. But Theoretically, Remy's got a, a a a stronger resume going into this game. You know, notwithstanding the the injury and some stuff this season, but he's going to score two thousand points in his career. Andrew, he's going to have two All Conference selections uh, and a preseason Conference Player of the Year <laughs> behind him, and he's got a Final Four or he's got a Midwest Regional. MOP behind him. What's to say, what is preventing 
someone like Remy, and and again, I'm, this is completely separate from the Ochai discussion, but now we're just being goofy fan stuff here. But what is to prevent Remy from being the guy that you just mentioned along with Wilt and Danny and Mario? What if it's Remy? What if it's Mitch? You know, what? It be? <laughs> I mean, but we're talking Remy no. and the miracles here. Like Danny put his team on his back and, and carried them through that, through that 88. Remy has basically done that except for it wasn't great this last game, but Remy was the guy who carried us to where right. we were. I, I don't miracles. think, I don't think it reaches that level because of the rest of it. Now, Danny Manning certainly led that 1988 team to that title, put his team on his back, but he also was on the team for four years, led the team in 86 to a final four and became the leading scorer in Kansas basketball history in the process. I'm not, I'm I'm not trying to, uh, by the way, I'm just saying that there's, there's a lot more in the wheelbarrow for both of those guys to, to carry. There's not much else for Remy to carry. What are you talking about? Remy's got Remy was all conference. He's player of the year. It's like he's he's got a resume. It's not like he came out of nowhere, just not for KU. Right. Just not for KU. That's <laughs> what we're talking. That's what we're talking. Like he you can't put him up there with Wilt and with Danny and with Mario based on his stuff he did it for Arizona. The world State. has changed, dude. I think I think the the way the transfer portal is gonna play out. I think the way that we put jerseys and rafters is going to change too. Not a, As, no way. It is, dude. It is absolutely. If you got if you got guys who are transferring and then go become the uh, Naismith Player of the Year, I mean, look no further than Kentucky. Oscar Chibwe is he going to be in the rafters? Because he's going to be Player of the Year. Well, he was a transfer. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it. He was there for one year. You just you just blasted the idea of having a guy come in and be an all-time great for your program. That's theoretically what could happen now. I think it's a new I think it's a new world. I don't think we can think about the four-year guys the same. Now, when they come around, when the when the when the uh when we see a, a Frank, when we see a Devante, when we see a, a an Ochai, I think you almost have to love it just a little bit more because I feel like that's going to be more the rarity in the big, big, big time college, you know, programs compared to, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but like Oscar Shibway, he's going to be player of the year. Like, like if, if we had a, a one and done freshman who is player of the year, yeah, certainly their Jersey would get in the rafters. Uh, but if you had just like a pretty good player who scored 2,500 points for a different team and came in and scored 500 points for you know, his transfer team, you don't put him in the rafters because he scored 3000. I get points. it. No, no, no. I, I mean, you have to do it at the team. You have to do it at the team. And right. My, my point is this. I think that in the future and the future is now that it, you will, you will be taking more of that stuff into account. Uh, or the, or the, the, the full legacy at the program could be very short. And it may be just because you were there for that one year and you might've been at the, another program for three. Sure. Can we talk about Remy? Let's talk. Let's get back to Remy. Okay. If Remy wins the most outstanding player, he's going up into the Raptors, but he's not going to be considered in the same breath as Danny Manning. Whatever. If look, (laughs) if he wins, it takes to a championship. I will, I will, I will bow at the altar of Remy and Martin. I I will feel 
I will, I will put him in the same, in the same conversation as some of the greats. No, is he Danny Manning? No, is he, he's not Danny Manning. Come on. But like, does he deserve, if he puts his team on his back and carries us to a title, like we don't have many of those title banners hanging in Allen Fieldhouse. We just don't, we should, but we don't. And when they come along, I don't care who got us there. I don't care if Jeff Graves was the reason we got that title in 03. It should have been. Jeff Graves should be in the Raptors right now. He would have been. Uh Keith, you know, Langford deserved to be in the in in the in the Raptors. He was right there. Uh it's no different. I mean, if Remy does it, give it to Remy. If Mitch does it, give it to Mitch. Yeah. I love it. Those are the criteria. And that'll happen. So a couple of just, just to hammer out a couple other guys, CB CB is uh, projected as a first rounder in some mock drafts, like twenties. If he has a good tournament or a good final four, he's got a chance to inch up a little bit. Like I, I think our chances of uh, a seeing CB return are, are getting lesser and lesser. And I almost hope chances are right now, put the number, put a number in it. 60 40 he goes really okay i would have probably gone the other way around i mean for declaring well declare nine, he's got to go look yeah 90 percent. yeah to actually go. leave i mean i'd say closer to leaving than not but but not not impossible and i think that nil's changed that a little bit and i think Ochai's trajectory That's has it. changed that a he little bit. He saw it firsthand. Saw it, you know, saw it up close. He could be Big 12 player of the year next year. Like, there's, it's not a crazy world to think of. Preseason? CB, or, maybe, or maybe actual. Like, yeah, he could, both. He could, I mean, be, yeah, he could be both. He could re- really be the guy. I mean, there's a, I, if you talk to, you know, look around the league a little bit and then you kind of, I don't know. It feels like he has that opportunity if he were to come back. And I don't think it's necessarily like, you know, even if that's the case, that doesn't necessarily mean he should come back. Cause if he's a first rounder, if he gets a first round grade, no, I, I will never, ever, ever, ever say you should not go. If you feel if that's what you want to do and you got a first round grade, you should go. I, I, I'd never get mad at somebody for that guaranteed money go. Uh, but I, I don't know that he will. And if he, if he doesn't, and he sees that opportunity, which all yet, he, he had a front row seat to what Oates did this year, man. All right. Let's close out the podcast section of this with some predictions for tomorrow. Give me like two, not necessarily hot takes, but like predictions for how this game goes. Maybe certain events. Oh, big picture, small picture. Give me a couple things. Oh, I'm trying to be very optimistic, which is new for me. Uh, <laughs> I I think that we have a good opportunity if if they are, and it all really comes down. This is what's silly about this game. You can do all the analysis you want, but they're going to shoot a bazillion three pointers, and if they're making a lot of them, that's the game. If they're not, and they're making an average amount of them. I think we're going to have opportunities to get the ball and go. And if transition buckets are available, I think we win this game going away. Uh, I, I don't think it's, I mean, I'm not saying going away like 20 points, but I think we we're able to, to win the game, uh, you know, with a little bit more comfort. I, I do fear a little bit um, the pace 
that Villanova will try to play at. And that, you know, if this game is in the fifties, uh, you, you know, I don't feel near as comfortable as I, as I just expressed. Cause I, that means that there were not, there were not many possessions and there were not very many, you know, fast break opportunities. And that we were not able to capitalize on the things that we do. Well, you muddy the game up and you make it a half court game. That means Dave has to be big. And so you sort of play out the game script a different, a bunch of different ways. And the things that I keep coming back to are, uh, I think that obviously three pointers matter. That's the dumb sort of analysis version, but I think Dave has to have a good game. And I think that, uh, our defense needs to be fundamentally sound, which is a really dumb way of saying uh, don't fall for their nonsense. And then don't also be afraid to get out and go. Cause we've seen a number of times where teams prepare for KU to be fast and off a miss, particularly a long miss. They are, they send five back. Like no one is going for an offensive rebound yet we still somehow end up with a layup on the other end because there's an outlet pass. There's a streaking player. They just get up the court faster than you expect. And boom, there's a cut and they got a basket. We need to try as much as we can to have those opportunities off of misses. And I think that there, you know, that, that could be an, an interesting side of the game too. So those just a few quick thoughts there. I got a bunch more, but I'll stop. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to close with this one and then we will wrap up the podcast part of it. I didn't really give a prediction. I just gave like game script. Give give us a, give us a prediction then score. I'm going to take the Hawks. I'm going to say 68, 64. Okay. So not higher scoring, a little higher scoring, maybe than some think. Okay. Although I think that's still the under, I think, what is it? 133. Yeah, it's pretty high. Uh, I'm going to say in terms of like prediction wise, we're going to see something from Dwan Harris. He's been kind of overlooked. Remy's kind of stolen all of that shine. I think Wando either not necessarily offensively, but he's going to show something that everyone that makes everyone say, Oh, kind of forgot about this guy. This guy's this little guy's pretty good. Just, I, th- I think he's hungry. I think he's got something, something to show, and we'll see that tomorrow. Uh, in terms of, I'm going to go f- for in terms of score. I'm going to go 70, 65. Okay, we're not we're not far off there at all. But we cover. You got you got us covering. I got us barely not. You got uh, you got the slight over. I got the slight under. We're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, all right, Andrew. So. For the folks in the spaces, hang tight, but we're going to wrap up the podcast. Uh, first of all, thank you everyone who has tuned in over the course of the season. This has been so much fun covering this team, talking on the pod, doing the radio show, getting to to know a bunch of other folks who've been listening and giving us feedback and, and reacting and, and all that stuff. It's just so much fun. We appreciate all of you for doing that. And if you get a sec, do us a favor, go out there, leave that five-star review on iTunes or Spotify, whatever gives, uh, and give us, leave us a comment. It helps get the podcast out to new listeners. It really does. And we, uh, we appreciate that very much. It's all for the love. Appreciate everybody. Catch us on Jayhawk talk on Andrew. Are, are you out of Twitter jail yet? Uh, hold on. I'm, 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 I'm mute on this. Are you on there Twitter? Are you on Twitter I'm, jail? Uh, I I think I'm just going to switch the accounts. I'm not out of Twitter jail on my other account. 
right. Andrew C. Payne is my new Twitter. Used to be Sherlock Hoops. Now he's Andrew yeah. C. Payne, I guess. All right, a lot, lot more boring. But come catch us on, on Twitter. And we're going to be doing these spaces, which we're doing right now. We're trying something different this time. We're doing a, a live spaces while we podcast. And we're going to take a few listeners on there. So uh, appreciate everybody. Rock jock, y'all. Hopefully, we'll be talking to you soon on the pod. Uh, very soon, hopefully after a beautiful win against Villanova. Until next time, Andrew, we good? Always. I tried to tell him every time we on the court. I tried to tell him that we never coming up short. I tried to tell him that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell him that, that they should never let us in. They say that we the best, but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gonna keep it real shout out the bill this for them fans that waited off in them long lines camped out before the games and they stayed a long time every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win on a jayhawk shirt or a new clean bins with a sticker on the back with the k and the u uh-huh yeah baby that'll make you say ooh. we at the top of the top just like we should be started from the bottom thanks to what james could see Dr. Naismith made a game for man, changed lives for the players, and did the same for, for the fans. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope years that we've been cheering everything that we've been hearing all them spreads that we've been clearing never been no team we fearing and look how bill got us fearing all them tournaments appearing with no team that's interfering nine times get to cheering with them banners held high and the crowd going wild night before the final four you can't even sleep now yeah we at the peak now we can't even leap down march madness man we've been waiting weeks now if you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the boosters showing love in the alumni. I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love, love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets but trying to jaywalk. They see us as support, and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short. We win together, and we lose together. But win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man. But one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even got to really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness.
here we can't be faded J-Hawk in your faces I ain't even gotta really say it This one for the fans, that's why I made it March Madness, here we can't be faded J-Hawk in your faces This for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks This for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks This for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks and if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope for my J House, this for my J House, this for my J House fans, for my J House, this for my J House fans, for my J House.